four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. We're back, baby! MIA of the show last week. Big shout out to Brian D. and Nolan Murphy for filling in. I mean, we had pretty good excuses. Yeah, mine was a little more um, planned out, I guess. I mean, although yours was planned out, but fatherhood came just a little bit early for you. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. I became a girl dad about 10 days ago. It's been an awesome journey. Little sleep. But we're hanging in there. We're happy to have you. I'm assuming the giant thermos you have to your right is just full of coffee at this point. Just trying to just slam caffeine yeah, so you we're, stay away. We're team no sleep right now, but we're, we're enjoying the journey so far. And I have to quickly, because I want to hear about your trip okay. mostly, I have to give a shout out to my wife right off the top. All right. Because like here, here, here we go, Gabe. Women are way more powerful and stronger than we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But... My wife, about six days into new parenting, decided to surprise me by setting up a foursome with a couple of my buddies without me knowing. Wait, she surprised you? She set up a golf game for me. What? Without me knowing. That's incredible. With, with a couple of my buddies who are all new dads. So it was like her and the girls okay. set this up for all the husbands. It was my wife's idea. And I have to, right off the top of the show... Give her a shout out, because that was pretty awesome. Absolutely, and there is something there is something real about dad strength, Gabe Neitzel. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Because I I you came out bombs? I came out bombs for me, firing. <laughs> I shot a seventy six with one birdie, that a, in my first round as a dad. That's a pretty clean like dad, card. Dad strength is it's a real thing, man. It's a pretty clean card. 76? Don't, don't Five need bogeys, sleep. one birdie, 76? That's not bad. Maybe a double in there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Oh, no. I, no it, okay. it, it was... Uh, I appreciate the correction, but yes, we don't need to focus on that. Yeah. So shout out to my lovely wife, who might be listening right now. She might be napping. I'm not sure, but... Man, that's awesome. That was pretty though. cool. Yeah, that was pretty she cool. would do that and set that up for you. Because I, I was expecting to go into parent, like new parenthood being like, gosh, when am I going to play? How am I going to get out there? My guess is you're just going to have to maximize range time because it's going to be tough. Like again, yeah. I'm I'm not a dad. The I don't speed know. nine, speed yeah. nine. Oh, yeah, be... a quick nine if you can, because it's going to be tough to get away for that four plus hour. You know, you play four hours, then you stick around for a drink after the round, and four becomes five, five and a half sometimes. And you I, know, it, it kind of gets away from you. I, I, yeah, but you you probably you can't get away with that especially right now. So I, I just think range time, if you've got a half hour to sneak in, and, and you're just going to be able to take satisfa- satisfaction from being able to hit quality shots in the range, playing a quick nine, stuff like that. I think I made a mistake early, though, Gabe. Oh, no. I let her know how long it takes to play nine, to play 18 as like part of a sales pitch. And 
she's amazing about it, clearly. Like, she set yeah. up this game for me. But I also want to respect her time and, you know, helping out wherever I can. But, like, she's fully aware of how long it takes me now to play 9 or 18. So there, those opportunities to, like, hang out, maybe have a drink after the round, probably aren't there. No. Yeah. That's... Sacrifices you have to make as a new dad. Yeah, these are, these are the choices you have to make, and you just have to be able to cherish the time you get with your pals now on the golf course instead of yeah. know, reliving every shot on the 19th hole. And I can't wait to just, you know, get the, the full dad cart going where I'll be pushing the stroller, carrying the clubs. We'll go out for a quick nine, me and my I mean, that's girl. the way to do it. If you can do it, that's I'm going to push the limits on how quickly I can make that happen. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. There are people that I play with in a, a part of the noon basketball group that I play in. Guy's brought, like, his infant daughter, puts her off to the side, still, still hoops it up. Like, how infant are we talking? Are we talking, like, 10 days, like me? No, 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 we're okay. not, no, 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 not like 10 days, but probably, I mean, she's not completely, the last time I saw her there, uh, his daughter was not completely mobile, because that would be tough. Like, if she could completely just crawl, yeah. like, you, 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 you're stuck. So, I don't know, I would say, I, I would guess between 8 and 10 months. Okay. So we're talking, like, stroller, car seat type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll so, see. I'm I'm willing to test the limits. And, and, and My again, wife might like, not like that. Stroller. But. I mean, well, hey, I mean, stroller. You're spending still some spending some time with yeah. your daughter. It's fine. It'll be fine. On the yeah. tease opening segment, brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. So my my story is pretty cool, Gabe. But what you were doing was most golf lovers' dream. Yeah, I, I don't want to diminish, like. What you're doing is a lot cooler than that's why going. I, that's why I made that transition and you didn't. <laughs> yes, um, because yes, you are you know like you're being a dad, you're you know fathering a child. That's way more important than a golf trip to Scotland. That being said, I cannot recommend a golf trip to Scotland any more than I can. And a big shout out. So again, like this this golf trip for me was in the works since fall of 2019. So it has been pushed off and pushed off, and we got incredibly fortunate with the value we then ended up with. And big shout-outs to my guy, Aaron. I know he's not watching because he's in, <laughs> or listening because he's in Vancouver, but this guy planned the entire trip for us and did all the legwork of rescheduling everything. Because when the idea was initially brought up, and I was not a part of this group that I am now a part of that, that just did seven wonderful days in Scotland, um, he decided, hey, I think I can save us money if I just do this myself instead of us booking through some sort of yeah. agency or whatever. And he did. We, we saved a bunch of money. Um, you know, Considering gas prices now, we didn't get upcharged by like the, the bus company that was taking us places. Like, we didn't get upcharged by golf courses despite this originally being an April trip and that which was like the shoulder season. Now this is the season in yeah. May in Scotland. Well, you, so we it was did worth this. the wait. I mean, yeah, you you waited a long time. 100% worth the wait. I wish I'd have had golf shoes for my first round. I didn't because my clothes never showed up. Uh, Still waiting for my clothes to show up. I got really excited just as the show was starting that I had a notification. We have a ring on our front door that somebody was at the front door. I'm like, oh, maybe my clothes finally showed up here. They haven't. So I'm missing some of my world-famous golf pants. But that didn't matter. Like it It was an inconvenience to have to call KLM. And that's like the opposite of a shout out because bleep them right now because I don't have my stuff um, to call them every morning. But playing the golf courses over there was spectacular. It was amazing. I'm going to talk more about the old course later, but um, 
I said it last week when I was I, I did a quick report from Scotland for the show. Playing Kings Barnes and Castle Course, there was a lot more elevation changes up, down, and Castle Course was awesome. Um, a little bit closer to St Andrews, you got to from the, the like the ninth and eighteenth tee, which is a double green. You look back and you get to see the town of St Andrews. It's just a really cool view. Kings Barnes very much had a. Just a little more lengthy, but a very similar feel to Whistling Straits, where you're right along you're you're along the North Sea there, and you have so many holes where the water is there. It looks cool, uh, but then you get to play like St Andrews and Carnoustie, these his- historical courses, part of the Open Rota, that are a little more flat, a little more subtle. Greens are shot like it is no joke. One guy in our group had a sixty yard putt. On the par five that is sixty on, yard. It's a hundred yard green. I cannot explain. Like, did he just close his eyes? What do you even? How do you read that? He somehow two putted. Like he somehow two putted from there. It doesn't make any sense. But it was the par. It's uh, the par five on the front, which I think is hole four or five. Can't remember off the top of my head right now. But it's just this giant green, just a huge green. So you know it can play up front, play up back, whatever. And you play Carnoustie, and the wind starts to pick up, and you can see why they call it Carnasty. And um, <laughs> it, it was just an incredible trip, and it was made uh, with the guys I was there with, and with the caddies. Like I got really lucky. Uh, we did uh, caddies for all four middle rounds, and it was just a four caddy in the first and last round. And just having those caddies there, and you need them. Like you absolutely need them. Like for St Andrews, there are so many things you cannot see off the tee. The twelfth hole. There are like eight bunkers that are in play. You can't see any of them from the tee. That's but, fascinating because I've, I've seen that course so many times on TV. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of it tee. having blind shots like that. Yeah, you're standing on the tee. It's not a blind shot. I can see the green. I just can't see the bunkers. Because the bunkers, because uh, what's cool about St. Andrews, if you do not know this, St. Andrews originally was designed to be a course that can be played two ways. That you can play it from. That's why you have the double greens. You can play you know, the way that we know now. And it's a reversible course. And I think that my caddy said uh, once every two or three years they do that. They typically only do it in the winter, so it's only going to be residents of St. Andrews that do it. But they have to do a lottery because it's so popular. Because, I mean, playing the old course is cool. Playing the old course backwards? That's even cooler. Yeah. You know? like that's Just to say you did it. So you can see some of those, some of these, um, these, these bunkers. You can see going the other way, but coming the way that you're used to playing them, you can't really see them the way that they're kind of built up. And um, our caddy said on that hole, it's really hard to convince people don't hit it down the middle on this hole because you're probably going to end up in one of the many bunkers. But you know, it's cool playing a course. I'm guessing for those who have played Pebble Beach, you get a similar feeling yeah. of, oh, I can't wait to hit the shot. On seven at Pebble. You know, you get to hit that that par three. That's a sore subject for me, but continue. (laughs) I bladed it into the water. Oh, no. I can't wait to hit the second shot on hole eight right after that. That was the coolest shot I've ever hit in golf. You know, the the shot this year where Jordan Spieth yeah. decided to almost tumble over the edge. How how he still pulled that shot off and then got up and down, it's still beside me. But the old course is so cool because there's so many shots that you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to that first tee. Yeah. Which, honestly... I got lucky because you're standing there. You're not hitting driver because it brings the burn into play. So I'm hitting four iron. There's no warm-up area at St. Andrews. So I'm going in relatively cold. No chance to hit any warm-up shots looking at a four iron. Not a great way to start the day. And then when you rope hook one that barely stays in bounds right of the stands, you know, it's, it's a little shaky. But then you get to hit the 17th tee shot, the 18th tee shot. 
you know, there are so many holes that you have seen because it, they have the U.S. Open, excuse me, the British Open there. Every five years, there's just holes you're looking forward to playing. It's it's just an unbelievable feeling, especially when you have the right caddy. We'll get your full course breakdown at the end of the show, but I, I have to hear more about the clothes. So, like, you're you're somebody who wears great golf clothes. Like, you yep. like to mm-hmm. wear loud and proud, and, yep. you know, I, I'm the same way. Yep. So, I imagine you spend a lot of time Packing your outfits. Oh yeah, uh-huh. for St. Andrews. Like I and Stephen normally as a packer, like I am taking, um, like it just it takes me no time at all. Like if I'm I'm just going like okay I'll grab three pairs of pants if if there's not golf involved right yeah. like if I'm just going on any trip it's like who cares what I'm wearing I really don't care here's what I'm throwing in this bag and it takes me five seconds to pack, but for this trip. Like, it's six courses, you're planning out, and you're, like, doing the thing. Down to, like, the belt color, to the oh, sock color, yeah, like, yeah. the perfect crease in the pants. You don't want to make sure, yeah. No, you're you're doing everything, and I, I am guilty of this as well in terms of making fun of the companies that, the for, for their players during the majors, that, okay, here's the scripting for our players. I was scripting my outfits. Like, I knew what I was wearing day one. I knew what I was wearing day two all the way down to round six. Like, I knew exactly the pants I was going to wear at St. Andrews, the shirt I was going to wear. I'm laughing, but I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I knew exactly. I had it all. I knew what I was going to do. So it was a bummer that the clothes didn't show up. But it is better off that my club showed up yes. than anything else. Because, like, once you get on the golf course, I mean, the first day was different because I was wearing somebody else's, like, shirt, somebody else's pants. I was wearing the <laughs> shoes I wore on the plane. Like, you're not getting traction. You're kind of worried to really make a shift onto your right side. For me, my right side, because I'm left-handed. You kind of looked like an MC Hammer music video in the night. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. Um, but then after that second day, when I went and bought some golf shoes and pants and had some things that actually fit me, you know, like, once you're on the golf course, I'm not thinking of it. But if I didn't have my golf clubs, I'm probably playing with a different set of clubs every day. I'm going to be playing with a rental set. Yeah. Chances are it's not going to be good because I can't imagine that Carnoustie's got a great set of left-handed rental clubs. Yes. So, like, every time I'm reaching for the 7-iron, you're, you're just getting that Could constant... Could you imagine going halfway around the world and not having your clubs? Yes. Yeah, so, you like, on the course, you'd be getting the constant reminder every time you're drawing a club, like, this isn't mine. And I have no idea where this is going to go. So... The fact that my club showed up was the best thing because it could end up working out. They, they told me to save receipts. I just have to file a claim, and they may re, reimburse me for a lot of the clothes. And then I ended up getting maybe a couple I have extra to know, shirt did, or two. Did you buy a pair of knickers? I did not. I did not see any knickers for sale anywhere. I wanted the next round we play together, you to be in knickers, and you let me down. I'm sorry. I just didn't see any, any knickers anywhere. So there's a pretty big golf match coming up tomorrow. And somebody who has been on the call for a number of those matches is somebody that's familiar here to the Milwaukee area. Our friend Brian Anderson is going to join us to talk all things match, to talk all things golf, coming up next on the team. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Stephen Watson back on the team. And before we get to our guests, this segment, you know it, it's all about the drive, courtesy of our friends at Ewald Automotive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? 
That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. Incredibly excited to talk to our next guests. You've heard him do four different versions of the match on TNT. You've heard him on TNT's NBA coverage. You've heard him on TBS's baseball coverage. You've heard him on 2K's NBA game. And of course, he is the television voice of your Milwaukee Brewers. He is Brian Anderson. BA, I got all that right, right? I, I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss any of the jobs that you're doing. You're an incredibly busy guy. I don't want to shortchange you. So much that you've missed. Now, now. <laughs> You get to hear me cough a lot and sneeze because I'm actually in quarantine. Oh, oh no. no! Breaking news: I am uh, COVID positive, so I'm in. I'm on day five of my uh, isolation, which is great. I'm just hanging out with myself and my dog, and I'm down here in uh, the the sound room. So I'm I'm very happy to be with you guys. Thanks for asking because I was getting really lonely and bored here. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time. We're glad to hear that you're feeling up for talking and, yeah, and joining us on feel, the show. I feel great. And I heard Gabe listing no off your resume. I kind of felt like that famous Tiger and Phil scene where <laughs> Phil was standing at the tee box <laughs> as they're right, reading right. off Tiger's list, and Phil goes, all right, all right, we get it. So, B.A., it's going to be the uh, sixth edition of the match tomorrow night. You yes. were a part of four of these matches, calling them. Um, what was the evolution of this broadcast you know, over the last couple of years, and how fun was it for you to be a part of four of them? Well, it's been one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, Stephen. It's um, uh, the first one that I did was really the one that I think when my career's over, I'm going to look back, uh, and it's ironic that I actually have COVID right now because that was the pandemic uh, broadcast that we did, uh, match two. That was with Tom Brady and Mickelson against uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. And, you know, that that was uh, so interesting for so many reasons. We were nominated for an Emmy. It was a monumental technological achievement. It actually was the test run for the NBA bubble, believe it or not. Uh, a lot of folks don't know that, but we went into that trying to produce a golf event and do the best we could, which we did. But that was actually a big test to see if we could actually pull off... Um, pandemic broadcasting, meaning we had extra trucks, we had separation, we had plexiglass, uh, travel was a challenge, all of that. So that was one of the coolest, coolest things I've ever been a part of. We raised $20 million for charity uh, during that uh, match two. And, you know, I think we averaged about maybe 10 million viewers for that in the middle of a pandemic. So uh, that was awesome. Everything was cool about that. You might remember that was one where it rained. It was a massive rainstorm. Tom Brady split his pants. Uh, it was just all everything that happened. Microphones didn't work. Uh, too much rain. Headsets didn't work. All that. So we evolved out of that. That was the debut of Cart Cam. So then match three uh, was really interesting because then we kind of streamlined a lot of the way we heard and talked to the players. So we actually went to the Apple technology, the earbuds, uh, so they could hear us. They didn't have the bulky ear packs on. Um, and then, you know, we, we started introducing the drones. Uh, this was the one that was in Tucson with uh, uh, Stephen Curry and company. And, you know, 
that one was perfect weather and great scenery and Charles Barkley played really well so we were able to actually do it the way we intended to with no interruptions no uh, technical problems and it was very entertaining another big audience uh, that evolved into uh, the match four which was in Montana um, no that was uh, now I'm now I'm lost where was that, that was, <laughs> yeah Montana yeah yeah that was Phil so, and Brady and Rogers and Bryson yep that was Montana so then now we're like okay maybe maybe the venue is part of the story and part of the, the the star you know and wow the venue was amazing up in montana nobody had really seen this golf course and just the the vistas and our technology able to to fly the drones and this is the one we introduced like the speed drones uh not just the big lumbering drones but the speed drones as well um so that was really cool that was a fun event aaron played great aaron Rodgers. he he really carried dechambeau in that event so that that was a lot of fun i think that might have been one of my favorite ones other than match two um and then the last one i did match five was the one in vegas where we just had the two professional golfers with dechambeau and uh, brooks kepka and then we we limited the holes we tried to condense the uh, play because the one in montana i think took like six hours <laughs> so um I, they wanted to get into more two and a half three hour range so that that's kind of the evolution the the very first one which a lot of people don't remember was tiger versus phil it was a huge gambling aspect that was on supposed to be on pay-per-view only they kind of treated it like a boxing match it was there was no charity involved uh, we've we've added charities through the years. We've added technology through the years. So it's just been a really cool thing. Like like that our our bosses and you know those of us who work the events, we've kind of had free reign to say let's try this, let's try that, and uh, let's see how this works. And so some things have stuck, some things haven't. But uh, that's a really long answer to your question. But that's basically been why I like it so much. Aside from the entertainment value that that fans have watching something like this. Talking with Brian Anderson here on the tee. So this is going to be the first one, B.A., without any professional golfers. We just have the four quarterbacks going head-to-head tomorrow with Rodgers and Brady taking on Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. How do you think that's going to play out, having four amateurs with no professional to potentially bail them out? I think it's going to be good. I think it actually could be better. And uh, the reason I say that is because when you put a tour player in the mix uh, you immediately get to see the massive grand canyon like gap between even good golfers and i would consider all those athletes that we've had through the years good golfers they've all been single digit handicappers i mean stephen curry's competed in corn ferry events before but uh there's no contest between tour players and regular golfers so you know, when you take the tour player out, now you and and they're barely paying attention anyway. Let's be honest; like they're 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 paying attention, but they're not really grinding like they'd be on the tour. So now you can have guys who are actually paying attention. You can set up the golf courses a little easier. You can put pins in the middle. You can put tee boxes where you want. That's not going to embarrass, you know, a tour player who who would just drive the green with three woods and hybrids. So. That's kind of like where we start with this, is that it's on the same playing field. There's not one or two golfers that are just so much better than the others. Um, and then they're going to hit some bad shots, but 
again, you can set up the golf course. And this this venue in Las Vegas, the Wynn Golf Club, is so perfect for this. And we did match five there. But there's really only 12 holes you can use, um, to be honest. So you can't use all 18 holes in a, in a thing like this. You probably could use them with tour players, I mean with uh, amateur players. But there's just too many easy holes. Um, so they're going to do a 12-player shamble. Uh, which is, if you don't know what a shamble is, uh, you everybody tees off from you know the same tee box, and then you play the best ball in. So then everybody plays their own ball, and it'll be 12 holes. So that'll be match play. You know, it could it could end on eight, seven. <laughs> I mean, they're hoping not for television purposes, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to work better. I think the interaction will be better. The you're going to miss out on some of the lessons, some of the golf instruction that Phil especially was so great about. Bryson was really good. Um, but they'll have Trevor Immelman in the booth, and I think Trevor, you know, he is one of my favorites, as you know, and uh, he's a great teacher. And so I think he'll be able to navigate these guys through some of these shots just as if uh, Phil was there or was doing, and uh, he'll, he'll provide some of that, I believe. Yeah, that that was something I think because this is also going to be the first one with no Phil Mickelson, and whenever he makes his appearance again, we can put that aside, BA, because to me one of the more fascinating aspects of the match with Phil, whether he was in the booth, you know, like he was for the last one, or whether he was, you know, I just remember last year when he was trying to get good content out of Bryson. Just okay, Bryson, how did you hit that shot? Explain how you hit that. And the way that he can kind of almost dumb golf down, because he does incredible things when he's on the golf course, but then he explains it and it just sounds so simple. Like, oh yeah, I've, why can't everybody do that? How much do you think Phil is going to be missed from that aspect? And do you think he has a future as a golf broadcaster? Because I think he could be the Tony Romo of golf if he wanted to be. That's a great question. Uh, I've worked with him. So, I mean, it'd take a while to unpack, but I'd say yes and no. I'd say yes if he wanted to do it, if he really wanted to commit to it and be. It's not just about showing up and being a personality, and he can do that in these events. Uh, when you go do, a, you know, four rounds or you do a major, like, you, it takes a lot of preparation, and you're not the center of attention anymore. You're not, the, you're not center stage. Uh, I think Nick Faldo struggled with that when he first went out. Um, to be a good golf broadcaster, especially in that analyst chair, you got to think about who's been great at it in the past. And you think about guys like Ken Venturi, um, you know, Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller was a star when he played, but he he willingly kind of took that step back, especially when the golf got good. So it, it really depends on whether Phil wanted to commit all the pieces to that puzzle. And I'm not sure he does. I don't know. I've never asked him, but... Um, uh, it's more complicated than than Tony Romo because Tony Romo going into the booth, it's you're talking football. It's one balls in play. Jim Nance is kind of in control of the 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 plays and you know the the rhythm of it. You're you're kind of boxed in with the template of the NFL. Golf's not like that. You may go anywhere. You may see different shots uh, all over the course, and you really have to be prepared. And the preparation is kind of what separates. Those who have done it and those who, who, you know, tried it, and we've had so many star players not really want to put that kind of preparation in. So uh, all that being said, yes, he could be one of the greatest ever. 
Now, all this, that what's happening lately with Phil, I have no idea where his career is going to end up, how long uh, this is going to last. He obviously said some things that he regrets and has apologized for, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's got friendly turf right now with the PGA Tour, so <laughs> I'm not sure. He's not even on our broadcast at the match. You know, like this is, he was asked, believe me. I mean, I think uh, they definitely considered having Phil, and they certainly would want him. I, I just, I don't think it was uh, quite what he wanted to do right now. I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's just, it's probably too soon for that. So there's a lot more to that, you know, and that's part of dealing with a, with a real giant superstar like Phil, but he's amazing. I loved working with him, uh, try, you know, trying to, like, keep him focused and, you know, hey, when this countdown gets to zero, we're actually going to be in a commercial, so you really need to be <laughs> done talking at this point. I mean, that was, like, the hardest part, you know, trying to shush Phil Mickelson. Um, and it carried over. We'd go to commercial, and he and Charles would keep talking, and it was, like, gold. I'm going, oh, my God, I wish this – we, we should have just stayed on the air. Um, but we got to pay bills. So, yeah, it's it's complicated, but I would say if he wanted to do it, he'd be great at it, and he does bring a lot to the table as far as instruction, as far as uh, speaking easy knowledge. I mean, I, I use three or four things that just in passing he mentioned to me while we were standing around a putting green, and it's kind of changed my, my whole perspective on my game. It's like, <laughs> wow, that, he's had a major impact on my golf game. Yeah. Uh, Brian Anderson joining us of Turner Sports and Voice of the Brewers as well, and B. One final question for you. You've, we talked about the preparation of the broadcast. What about for these guys? Because you're usually on the ground watching these guys prepare for the golf themselves. Like, What are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers like before the match? How much prep are they putting into it? How competitive are they? Oh, they're very competitive, but they're, I would say the, at least Aaron's prep was very sneaky. You know, he came in very chill in Montana, like, oh, it's my first day here. I'm just going to pop in and, you know, hit a few balls. And then we found out he had come like the week before and like hardcore practice and made notes. And <laughs> so I think the quarterbacks, uh, you know, it's just in their nature. Um, I was told today I did speak to Trevor Immelman. Um, I don't think anybody has shown up just yet. Uh, but, you know, I think they all will have played either in the morning because they, they don't tee off till I believe, 6.30. It's like 4 o'clock local. Um, so they'll, they'll probably get a morning round in. But they'll prepare. It's only 12 holes. There's not a whole lot to know with this particular venue in Las, Las Vegas at the win. So there's not – it's like everything's right in front of you. It's very flat. There's no tricks. Um, not a whole lot to know. Just, you know, wail away at the driver and then go hit – whatever's next so um but I, I do think i do think the new guys will have watched um i think alan is actually there today maybe he played a little bit today from what i understand but i don't know if he you know did the hardcore practice walk around make notes so it's not like a pga tour event they're not out there in the in the yardage books or anything um but they do want to win and they will get competitive and I know they've been working on their game wherever they live, so uh, it'll it'll be a good showing. And then you'll you'll see some bad bad feelings, and it's all in good fun. But you know these guys, they don't like to be embarrassed either. And that's when that's when it gets a little awkward and entertaining when somebody's getting embarrassed out there, and you want them to turn around. That's what really made the match too, is when Brady was just so bad. Charles 
from the booth said, man, I could beat you right now. And then he holed out from the fairway, remember? And he's like, yeah. stick yeah. a suck of that, Chuck. And then, uh, so that was kind of like, whoa, all right, we're in it now. Like the first six holes of that match was awful. You know, nobody wanted to talk. It's raining. So there'll be one of those moments. There always is. It is one of the coolest things on TV. It doesn't have to be uh, great golf. Uh, it's nice when it is, but it doesn't have to be. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like the way Dancing with the Stars uses dancing, ballroom dancing. It's just like this is the way the match uses golf. It's it's an entertainment vehicle, and we all have a lot of fun with it. And I'm going to miss not being there for sure, so I'm, I'll be watching. B.A., we certainly appreciate the time. We hope you feel better soon, my friend, because we can't wait to hear you, yeah, thank on, you. Uh, on the number of different things you've got going on this summer. Appreciate it. I feel good, man, but this COVID is still, it's no joke. So uh, take care of yourself. And if you start feeling allergy-like symptoms, uh, go get tested because there's a lot of people that uh, just try to push through. And, you know, like my wife is autoimmune. She has autoimmune disease and she's really had a tough time with it. So, you know, we're uh, we're actually asking a lot of people to uh, take care of themselves and take care of others, more importantly. BA, thanks so much. Take care of yourselves and glad to hear you're feeling better. Thank you, buddy. See you guys. Brian Anderson, again, really looking forward to the match tomorrow. Of course, we've got the local flavor with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady taking on the Young Guns, and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Golf weather in Wisconsin, it's here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. It's a great atmosphere, great food, drink menu, amazing hospitality, what they do at Fairways that separates them from everybody. It is that atmosphere. They're very relaxed. They want you to have fun. Novel concept, fun with golf, but Fairways at Woodside absolutely nails it. Get out there with your golfing buddies at fairwaysatwoodside.com. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. And for joining us. If you happen to miss it, make sure you download the On The Tee podcast wherever you get your podcast, Wisconsin On Demand, or download it through the Wisconsin On Demand app. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On The Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. All right, so we went a little long with B.A., but it was worth it because he's Brian Anderson, and we got to talk about the match. And um, this is going to be an interesting week of golf as well because we now have the Memorial Tournament. This is one of the few tournaments, I think, that once you hit the major season with the Masters through the end of it of the British Open in July, this is one of the few tournaments because it's at Jack's place, because it has the history that you're actually going to get a really good field to show up, and they've got a really good field going on this week at the Memorial. This is as close to a major as you'll get. Maybe players is is the number one non-major, but I, I would put Memorial and Genesis up there as, as oh, the yeah. must-watch appointment viewing tournaments in the non-major season. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the history, Tigers won there so many times, and... Well, let's be honest. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Our Gruber's Law Offices one call, that's all pick of the week. I mean, John Rahm's going to win this for, and yes, I am not incorrect when I say this, the third year in a row, because I am counting last yes. year as a win for John Rahm. He had a six-shot lead. He was up by six, walking off the green. 
when he was informed that he had tested positive for COVID-19 and had to withdraw from the tournament. Had a six-shot lead after Saturday. He was going to win that tournament on Sunday. Uh, unfortunate for him, he was unable to do so. He couldn't play. They wouldn't let him play. Um, so I didn't even look. Did he get any money for... No, because he had to withdraw. Unbelievable. I, I mean, that, that's a nice paycheck for Patrick Cantlay. It's, oh, one of, yeah. it's one of the highest purses in golf. Yeah, it's it's an elevated event. It's one of those that, that gets that recognition on the PGA Tour, much like the Genesis, much like, um, really, it's kind of become... The players. Yeah, yeah, well, no, not even the players. Um, Arnie's event, the Arnold Palmer Bay Invitational. Hill. Yeah. Bay Hill is, is an elevated event, but because of its place on the calendar, you don't get that feel that you typically get. Um, but it's going to be fun. Like, last week was fun because you did get a lot of those guys from Texas. You get Jordan Spieth, you get Scotty Scheffler, who are going to commit to those events that are happening in Texas. JT, for whatever reason, decided to play. He missed the cut last week. I believe he missed the cut. Um, he didn't play and well. Then, and then pulled regardless. his best Phil impression by posting a picture of him holding the Wanamaker saying, I'm doing all right. After. <laughs> yeah, like... Look, and, and Scotty Scheffler did this too. The week after he won the Masters, I think he still went up and played at uh, at the Heritage. Like, yeah. After you win a major, guys, it's okay to withdraw. Can we talk about the fact that Scotty almost won a tournament without making a birdie on Sunday? It's insane. I he mean, went it, to a playoff without making a birdie it was, on Sunday of a tournament. If you are one of the people who absolutely loves the U.S. Open because of the carnage it can create... Sunday, that Sunday, this past Sunday, yeah. it was for you. Like, you had so many guys ejecting. Uh, I believe on the 12th green, it was the 12th or 13th green, I can't remember which one. Harold Varner III oh, goodness. was 10 under par. He had a 19-footer for par. He four-putted for triple and proceeded with the birdie to finish the round and the tournaments at even par. One of us. <laughs> like, I can't... Like that's, He shot a 78 on Sunday. That's a complete just ejection. He had a couple triples in there. Again, like, he played the last seven holes in 10 under par, or 10 over par, excuse me, with a birdie. Like, it that's was, hard to do. Yeah, especially for a professional. It, it was just guys getting nervous. Uh, Riley Davis blew one out of bounds. Uh, that kind of ended his day, although he worked his way back because everybody kept falling down the leaderboard towards him. It was an unbelievable watch last week yeah. on Sunday for, again, a tournament I wasn't expecting much out and, of, and suddenly just chaos ensued on the back nine. And Sam Burns just drops a, a putt off the green to win it after not playing for three hours. He goes out and birdies the first playoff hole, putting from off the green. I, he finished Sunday, what, he was 5-under to set himself up to yeah. go into that playoff? Mm-hmm. Credit him. That guy's going to win a major. Who are you going to take this week? I mean, it is John Rahm against the field. <laughs> it has to be. You, you, if, you're, if you're spending money and you're listening, bet John Rahm. But for the sake of not picking the exact same person as Gabe... Well, I mean, it, why would you pick something if you think that John Rahm is going to win? Because I thought Scotty was going to win the PGA and he missed the cut. That was, I thought that was a sure thing. And he missed the cut. It was, Golf is hard. Yeah, the PGA. The PGA was it was interesting in terms of the guys who made and missed the cut. But the last, the John Rom won in Mexico, and I said before, when I was making my pick that week, how do you not pick John Rom to yeah. win in Mexico? Mm-hmm. He was the only like top ten golfer in the field, and what did he do? He, he won in won. Mexico. Yeah. So yes, you should pick John Rom. But I'm going to go for the guy that I'm. I'm just going to keep riding this horse, Gabe. As long as I can until he wins a significant golf event, 
And my Gruber Law Office's one call that's all pick is going to be Xander Shoffley. <laughs> I'm riding this horse into the ground, Gabe. He has three straight top 15s. His last three appearances at this event, T14, T13, T11. It's about time that Xander Shoffley wins an individual event. He won with Cantlay <laughs> earlier this season. That counts as a PGA Tour win. He has his Olympic gold medal. I think Xander Shoffley is going to win his first individual PGA Tour event of significance. We don't have enough time to completely unpack this. For the longest time, I have thought that Xander Shoffley, especially at Augusta, was going to be a major champion at some point in his career. I have a lot of questions about that right now with the way he plays when he gets in contention currently. It's not good. He played great this weekend. He fought back from missing, almost missing the cut to, That's what I'm saying, to but top like, 15. Well, yeah, he pulled the Rory. The all right, Ro- cool. He, he did the Rory I do backdoor. like Rory this weekend, too. <laughs> and for, a, for a backdoor top 10, of course. Of course. Uh, not naturally. to win. And he somehow backdoored his way into the top 10. It's all about that prize money, the, the man. The PGA was Horseshoes and hand grenades. Absolutely insane. Uh, but we do need to talk about the old course. I was there. We're going to give a complete course review of the old course coming up next on the team. The Bog is one of the top-rated Palmer courses in the United States. Arnold Palmer Classic Design just north of Milwaukee. It offers a challenging but playable golf course and packages and beautiful natural setting in Sockville. Uh, it's home of the ESP Milwaukee Open, so we're going to be up there uh, for that this summer. Of course, it hosted the 100 Holes of Golf uh, Ringer event with the Mac Fund that Stephen and I participated in earlier this year. They have great amenities, a new barn to host private events. Make sure you check out the Bog Golf Course this summer. We've got to do a quick golf course review right now, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Okay, this isn't a Wisconsin golf course, but it's a golf course that we all know. It's a golf course we all love, and a golf course that is going to be featured in about a month and a half. And it's the old course in St. Andrews, Scotland. I can't believe you played it. So, the first tee, you feel a little nervous. I mean, it's, again, it shares, there's two holes that don't have any bunkers. One in 18. Yeah. It's a wide fairway. It literally goes from road to road. You couldn't really see the road on the right of the first tee because there was the big grandstand. I was going to say, are the grandstands up? Grandstands are up for the most part. They're still working on them. Your boy almost missed the first fairway, somehow found a way, stayed in, you know, made the par from there. But it's, it's such a great golf course because, again, you're standing on the tee. It's relatively flat. You're not going up and down. And there are blind tee shots in that you can't necessarily always see what's in the fairway, so you need your caddy to guide you through. Um, we got the 18, or excuse me, we got the Sunday pin placement on 17 Lucky on the road you. hole. No, no, you don't want it over there. I did make par, but it was a skin for our eight-man group in the skins game we were playing. Because if you're unfamiliar with the road hole, first you tee off 
over Herb's property there. Yep. The uh, the old course hotel. So you got to hit it over the you know in if you want to be aggressive, you know you got to take a pretty good line off that. And then it is tucked. The pin is tucked behind the bunker on the left hand side. You're not taking on that pin. There's no room to land the golf yeah. ball. Um, so I was able to get it on the green and then just uh, two putt it. But the 18th hole. What's really cool about the 18th is there is a hotel and a bar. We had we had dinner up at the bar restaurant, and you can go out on the patio. And if I had an old fashioned up there, I could sit up there all day. Just keep bringing the drinks, watching people play the 18th. So you got people up there. So I blast a drive down there, flipped a nice little wedge. They're giving you the applause up there. Oh, that's got to be the, such a cool giving feeling. Giving the little wave as you're walking up 18. Of course, I made the little five-footer for Birdie Woo. to close out. Birdie 18, because you St. posted Andrews. the video of you swinging. Yes. We didn't know where the ball was, so I'm happy to hear that you finished with the Birdie. Yeah, finished what with a cool the Birdie. Way to finish. It was. It, it's a cool... It, if you've thought about not doing it, it's worth it. Find some buddies. Do a Scotland golf trip. It is tough to get out onto St. Andrews. There are a number of different ways you can do it. You can look those up. We can just certainly discuss at a different time. But you need to do it. It's a different golf experience. And I honestly feel like I am a better golfer now because I had to go through that. I've been a terrible player in the wind. But you just got to suck it up over there, especially our last two days. Like It was... <laughs> it was biblical with how windy it was. It wasn't even... I, I've, I've got a video I will show you. Our last round at Renaissance, which is where the Scottish Open is going to be this year. So there was some signage up for that. It's the week before the British Open. Uh, I hit, uh, from 131 yards, a 7-iron. It's a little chippy 7-iron. Whoa. Because the wind is just dead in your face. and You get anything in the air, it's just going to balloon. It's just going to balloon. So you got to keep everything low. Hit this nice little chippy 7-iron under the green. I'm excited for our show after the Open when you watch the pros play it, sure. and we can have a breakdown of how you did and how fun it was to watch them play it. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. Could not recommend it more. Just you know, make sure your clothes get over there as well. We will be back next Monday. It's a special Tuesday edition because of the holiday next uh, uh, the holiday yesterday. We'll be back on Monday next week. This has been on the T.